Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are glad you're with us. Hope everyone is enjoying a great weekend. Just a reminder now, if you miss our live show on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch us twice on Sundays. That's from 8 to 9 a.m. or once again in the evening, 7 to 8 p.m. And it's always good when our schedules can connect and we get our co-host in, Kevin Flesh, Flesh and Beck Law. Kevin, how are you? I'm great, Scott, but it has been a while. Man, I miss doing the International Sportsman's I know this year. That's a I, bummer. Kind of cleaned up part of my garage last weekend. <laughs> I know it made me do like, a lot of extra what work. What is too. the? This is where. This is what my <laughs> life is. Instead of sitting at ISE and seeing yeah. all of our friends and hanging out with, with folks that listen to the show, I'm getting rid of bikes and <laughs> exactly. sweeping up the garage. It was so uh, depressing. Absolutely. But yeah. I would agree with you. And I, you know what I, I realized while I was in my garage last weekend doing <laughs> the stuff alone. Um, is how much I miss just seeing all the people. Oh, I know. And yeah. just talking about getting things kind of figured out for the next year and trying to figure out schedules so we can go do stuff. And, yeah. and uh, as much fun as we have on the radio, we have more fun when we get out Absolutely. and spend time with a lot of our sponsors and everything else. And so, yeah, I, I, I feel your pain. Yeah. Yeah, man. because it's, uh, it's just a tough – I also realized that the transition from the holidays, I'm always glad to see Christmas come, and I'm always <laughs> glad to see it go. And it just seems like in our schedule the last few years that it went because we started right after Christmas getting stuff ready for IC yeah. and, and to move forward with that stuff. And, and do se- – you know, and get – you know, I've been doing seminars on gun laws and things in the last few years as well, so we get that prepped and get good slides and doing all that stuff yeah. so we get on – put on a good presentation and so it's uh next year absolutely 2022 it's gonna happen we are in year nine of sportsman of colorado radio and we want to thank all of our sponsors and supporters through the years uh that have made that possible for us and uh we're last year we had a lot of hiccups with just things going on and uh cancel shows and banquets and all kinds of things right you know hopefully this year we can get things uh, turned around, and by the way, you know if you're a company out there and you like what we do here on Sportsman of Colorado and you'd like to be a part of it, let me know. And I'd uh, love to come by and visit with you and see if it would be a good partnership for us both. Well, Kevin, recently you were on um, uh, John Rush's show in the afternoon. Yep. And you guys were talking a lot about guns, and you know sometimes we get so in-depth about hunting and stuff, we kind of – I want to talk about that a little bit today because um, statistics show um, there were about 7 million new gun owners mm-hmm. in 2020 so not just gun owners new gun owners so i thought man there's got to be a lot we can talk about there yeah and a lot of new people in the use of mm-hmm. guns and and uh and so it's always good to, and even folks that are, are aware of all of these things the law does change on a regular basis so it's always helpful to get a refresher on some things so yeah absolutely completely completely agree so, you know, starting out, if we just said, hey, bought a gun, so let's just present this to you. You know, if you happen to have bought a gun, of course, at a, at a gun shop or a gun show, uh, great, and you went through all the normal things. But if you happen to do maybe a, a secondary purchase through a friend or relative or someone you didn't know and you just traded cash for the gun, there could be some dangers there. There really can be, especially in Colorado. You know, the law of changed with any sort of transfer like that you're supposed to go through an ffl and do a regular transfer now um that's documented versus a hand-to-hand transfer like we used to be able to do prior to 2013 and and you know i'm as we sit here in the studio today, I'm waiting on, on an application for a new shotgun that I wanted to buy on Monday, and they're saying it's taken four four days four to get days. it. But that's just the volume sure. of, of people trying to buy guns. And uh, I think to some degree COVID and whether or not the individuals at CBI are fully staffed and that sort of thing. But there's a period of time that you have to wait to get that application mm-hmm. back. And the application's a little different now. It's a little bit... They did uh, change a couple of slots. Y- yes. <laughs> and so um, that's always interesting to see how the application has changed. And, you know, with the red flag law and some of the things you've just got to read, you got to read all of the uh, affirmations that you make or, or where you say yes or no on some questions relating to mental health and other things to make sure 
that you're being completely honest in what's going on. And um, the reason that you have to do that is because that's the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would love that it wouldn't be that, and I would like to see it repealed, and I would like to see it changed, but um, that's a that's a show for another day. Right. But right now, whenever you do any sort of transfer, and that's you know, the law says that you and I go out and hunt for an afternoon and we swap guns midway through the afternoon in a pheasant hunt or whatever. You're really supposed to be doing a transfer for that. So it's just something that you have to remind yourself about so that if you are questioned by law enforcement as to where a gun was or how it was, that you you don't have to answer those questions. And you have to be really careful about that to make sure that you don't run into this problem with the transfer. But if you're actually selling a gun to somebody Mm -hmm. or buying it through a dealer, you're going to have to go through this process with the FFL application and pay the fee and wait the time and then just be patient. You'll get it. It's just the the, where we're living. And, and, And if you don't do that, the trouble that you run, let's say you have had a gun in your basement for 30 years and you sell it to your cousin who you're good friends with and you you know that they won't do anything silly with it. And um, But you just, you don't want to go through this process. And mm-hmm. the problem is, is that if you don't go through the process, if at some point it comes back to you that you had the gun and you made the illegal sale, um, you could have some liability related right. to that. And you don't want that either. And so... Um, as much as we know that the reason that we're probably going through this process is the folks that want to get rid of guns probably want to get a sense of how many guns are out there and where the transfers mm-hmm. are going, um, it's not any different than a lot of other things that we do in life, and and it's just part of the game these days. Right. So, And I think one thing, too, in, in listening to y'all's conversation recently with John, too, I think, you know, you, you sell that gun to a relative or someone you think you know, then all of a sudden... And we've all been there. Uh, most guys I know at some point, you know, needed some money or needed to sell that gun or just said, you know what, I don't use that much. Then they sell it. They don't do it through a legal process. And now, you know, who that original right. registered owner is, nobody really knows. knows. And then they sell it to somebody on the construction job. That guy, It gets stolen out of his truck. Then it gets used in a robbery. It could come back somewhere down the line to you. That's correct. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, from the standpoint of really legally protecting yourself, it's much like titling a vehicle, Mm -hmm. getting bills of sale, doing all the things that we need to do with other personal property that we have to make sure that we don't have any issues down the road relating to insurance coverage or liability or anything else. So from that standpoint, when you're selling something, I mean, I think it does make sense to do it, especially with the way the statute uh, is written now that it's against the law to do it any other way, but through an FFL. Yeah. And sure. um, and if you do a lot of these transactions, it may be a situation where you try to get your own license to try to minimize, you know, what you have to pay and that mm-hmm. sort of thing as well. Um, that process is a pretty cumbersome one, but depending upon your circumstance, it may be worth it for you to do it. And um, and we have lots of sponsors that are right. Absolutely. that have licenses to do it. And so yeah. it's not it's not the fact that there aren't plenty of people out there that are willing mm-hmm. to help you. And here's one thing, because I had a friend call me the other day on this. You know, it says that one of the first questions you check, are you the actual buyer? Yes. And he said, now, okay, I am buying it because I'm going to pay for it, but then I'm giving it to somebody else. That's um, where you can't. <laughs> and I go, this is a straw purchase. You are asking for right. a problem. Because, exactly again, right. you never know. They may not ever tell you they're going to sell it or whatever or, they, or get stolen from them, and then all of a sudden that's registered to you. So yep. just don't do that. Correct. Yep, that transaction comes back to you, and then it's sort of in the ether with what happens after that, and then you've got to explain, and it's just not worth it. Just make sure you're not a straw person, right. purchaser. If that, that We had the same question about, well, you know, a husband can buy a, a gun for their wife. Well, if the wife is going to own it, then let the wife mm-hmm. go through the process and the, and the wife own it. There's yeah. no reason that they can't own the gun, then let them own the gun. Sure. And uh, and another show about trusts and all of those sorts of things, we can certainly get into that at some point. But there is a a mechanism through a gun trust to to potentially hold all of these guns in a family situation if you're concerned about the sort of Mm -hmm. transfer issues. And and if people have questions about that, we can talk off air and and figure those things out. Right. Once again, Kevin's number is 303-806-8886. And, um, you know, concealed carry, and uh, I don't know, I think there was a lot of different counties handling this different through this COVID situation. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, you can certainly still get your concealed carry permit. And I, I'm just going to tell you this right now, with the events of the last uh, <laughs> few days and last Weeks. couple of months, I would 
go get your permit as soon as you could yep. if you don't have it. Yeah, I would agree. I think it, and it really makes sense. And the permit's really not the hard thing. The You can get that pretty quickly depending upon the county in which you reside. And remember, if you move houses and move to another county, you'll yep. want to reapply because it, does, it doesn't continue through the state. You've got to have it within uh, the county that you reside in. That's where you want to make sure your permit is good for. And so if you move to another county, you've got to reapply in that new county. Um, but the other thing that we always talk about is the fact that getting the permit is one thing, getting out and being comfortable with the gun that you carry and comfortable in situations that you're going to find yourself in out in the public when you have to use it. Make sure you practice those mm -hmm. things and make sure that you understand worst case scenario when you're in a Walmart and there's a gunman, are you, are you ready to take that gunman on and do you have the particular skills necessary to do that so that you don't shoot other people that aren't the, sure. the bad guy? And I mean, you got to be careful. I mean, you don't see many you know, fully uh, play, cops, I shouldn't say, cops, you know, right. fully in uniform at these stores. People are undercover, so That's they exactly got right. guns. Yeah. So you may walk around a corner, see somebody holding somebody at gunpoint. That could be the guard at the store, right. and now you think, oh, I'm going to shoot this guy to save that person. So you've got to be really man, there's so much yeah, to and, think and about. Exactly. And, and you know, that's what, what you learn in the classes, certainly, is make sure you understand what your target is. and make You've got to be 100% certain before you pull that mm -hmm. trigger because that changes your life Man, forever. forever. Yeah, it really does. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't carry or that they shouldn't uh, be willing to take on that risk. You just have to understand what the risk is and make sure that you, you're competent at what you do when you make that decision. Right. And so, you know, get your permit because, um, Kevin, I could get you from the legal side, but, I mean, um, you probably don't want to carry it full time on you, twenty four seven, unless you got a permit. Yeah, and you know, for example, we get calls, and I got a call actually this week relating to another uh, defense, basically insurance, self defense insurance, um, out of the state of Washington that we're going to be their one of their lead lawyers in oh, Colorado, okay. and so those sorts of opportunities make sure that you feel comfortable when you carry, that you know what you're doing, and then also um, minimize your risk in case you you do have to shoot that you've got coverage for that, no matter whether it's through your homeowners or through mm -hmm. some other, you know, there's lots of different products out there, and I'm not advocating for any one product mm -hmm. or not, but take a look at all those different products and figure out which one works best for you right. if you're concerned about that, because that is, you've got the criminal side, obviously relating to your liberty, but then when a shot is fired, you've also got the civil side relating to what happens and the people, you know, immediately armchair quarterbacking what should have been done versus what was done, right. and that's always um you know those of us in the industry that see these cases there's always lots of experts that are willing to describe what should have or shouldn't have done, been done in in situations where individuals shoot other individuals or police or i mean there's always that debate about what's the appropriate thing to do and mm -hmm. of course you're making that decision in a split second yeah so, absolutely yeah all right let's talk on the hunting side a little bit here and, and just you know carrying your gun your rifle or uh, shotgun in your truck or ATV, UTV. There's some several different uh, laws with that. Yeah, there is. So in Colorado, you've got to make sure you understand what exactly you can do in regarding carrying the the gun in your car. And a lot of times, it's also depending upon the county in which you're going through. So, you know, for example, Denver. And I'm not saying you're hunting in Denver, but right. <laughs> um, but you can't open carry in Denver. You can in other counties, and so. You know, we talked about the concealed carry. That's one thing. But there's also a lot of counties in the state where you can open carry. And most of the time when you're hunting, you're open, you're open mm -hmm. carrying. Sure. And so the, those sorts of situations, you want to make sure that you understand what you can and can't do. You know, obviously in Colorado, you can have a gun in, in your car or your truck while you're hunting. Um, for safety purposes, obviously, you don't want it loaded. Um, and Colorado, you don't necessarily even have to have it cased. Mm -hmm. Other states, you do. I go back to Wisconsin and hunt uh, quite a bit back there, bird hunt there. When you're on a, a roadway, you've got to have it in a case, and uh, there can't be shells in it. So you want to make sure where you're hunting and what the regulations are. Every year, look at the CPW yeah. uh, forms that come out in the new pamphlets because sure. they've always gotten the first two or three pages. What's new? new? What's new? <laughs> yeah. Read those because there's always something new, and it's always something that you got to consider. And with the, the changing of times that we're going through, mm -hmm. there's always things that are trying to restrict your movement of guns. I mean, that's the bottom line because yeah. there's 
there's just politically that's what people are trying to do and and you've got to make sure you know what you're doing from within the state and also states to state because mm-hmm. if you're traveling with a gun from one place to another and you're in one state you've got to follow their laws when you're there right you know a lot of guys and gals they may hunt together and have two or three people in a vehicle and you think maybe your buddies may know what right all of a sudden so you know hey it's it's nobody should ever get offended if you go hey everybody's got unloaded and stuff right you're driving the vehicle you're kind of in charge aren't you that's exactly right you absolutely do and you safety's first i mean that's the that's the biggest thing with you want to have a good time but you got to be safe first and and there's lots of folks out there that you know say they've hunted a bunch and i've been out with people that you start standing around with them and they start pointing guns and they're they're not really safe and it's those sorts of individuals that you want to make sure, hey, and just have a conversation with them about, I'm not comfortable with the way that you're handling this gun. And you should be willing to do that at any time because mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's a big deal because who knows what yeah. happens with the weapon or people, you can hear them turning their safeties on and off, <laughs> you know, in situations where you're like, what's going on? You're just walking through the field. Um, those are always things that I'm concerned about and the manner in which people are shooting at each other in mm-hmm. situations people get excited and i get that but sure. you've got to remember that, that to keep it safe especially people and animals right and since i run a dog a lot i'm always concerned about that making sure that people understand how that goes and you just remind everybody so it's a top of mind sure and even folks that you hunt with on a regular basis it's never i don't think there's anything wrong with saying okay everybody good today everybody mm-hmm. understand what's going on and in a good space so that uh, you have a good safe hunt and Absolutely. everybody can talk about it later so who is prohibited from carrying a gun uh, in Colorado? Yeah, so the possession of a weapon by a prior offender is what I normally will see relating to these cases. And they're fel- first of all, anybody that's convicted of a felony, um, it could be people that aren't convicted of a felony but maybe have a probation relating to any sort of criminal activity, normally misdemeanors, or they, they're on probation at the time, can't possess a gun. Um, if you have a misdemeanor that's considered a domestic violence crime, you're not able to carry a gun. Um, and, um, you know, those are generally the, the places where we see people running into problems. Uh, the thing that you have to remember is you can still get a hunting license without being able to have the capacity to mm-hmm. carry a gun. And if you're out hunting and you uh, have... Uh, any sort of contact with CPW and they run your your criminal history and it turns out that you are a felon or you meet one of these other criteria, that's a felony in itself. And so right. you have to consider that when you're doing um, these activities. And and because CPW doesn't minimize that and, and doesn't run a criminal background check, they're going to take your money sure. to, to get the hunting license and never tell you that you don't have the ability to do those sorts of things. And it goes towards, I've got a case right now where uh, my client went to Cabela's and got the kit for a black powder uh, weapon or gun. Didn't have to go through a, any sort of background check because it's parts and mm-hmm. it's not considered a gun for purposes of the feds. But it, he ended up having a situation where he had contact with police and he had it in a backpack. And they decided that under the statute it was a gun. And so he got charged with a felony. I think we're going to be able to resolve that, but it's um, still he's going to end up with a conviction relating sure. to uh, unlawful possession. You know, um, our time's kind of short, but um, sure. we talked also about the red flag bill and that whole mental adjudication. So if you've ever been um, you know, locked up for yep. mental illness or you've been termed that, you know, adjudicated, for yep. mail, you can't carry. Correct. Yeah. You just can't because that's going to come back up, especially when you're filling out the application for FFL as well. They ask you that specifically, and you have to remember if you've had any of those sorts of things, you have to check yes relating to that and not not decline that aspect of the application. And you probably won't be able to, to buy a weapon at that point, buy a gun. Right. Great information. We've got to take a short break. We'll be back with more right after this. Hi, Jack Corgan for Len Lyle Chevrolet. Len Lyle Chevrolet is open and safe. It's truck month, and they have the best deals of the year on all trucks and SUVs, like up to 10000 off on half-ton Silverados. Or come check out the all-new Tahoes and Suburbans for 2021. Len Lyle has been there for 35 years, and low overhead really does mean low prices. Check them out on the web, lenlylechevy.com. Go east and pay the least. Chevy. Find new roads. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. 
Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law, offers a free consultation because he doesn't want the cost to stop you from talking to a lawyer. Suppose you had to pay a few hundred dollars for your initial consultation with Kevin Flesh. Instead of having a productive conversation, you'd be worrying about the money the whole time. Then suppose you don't retain him. You realize you don't need his services after all, so you wasted your money. It's too much pressure. Kevin wants you to feel comfortable talking to a lawyer without the distraction of a fee. Call Flesh and Beck Law now at 303-806-8886 and schedule a free consultation with Kevin. He'll be able to tell almost immediately whether or not you even have a case. Kevin always tells people honestly when they shouldn't hire him, so you'll leave the conversation better informed without wasting your money. Talk to KLZ's personal injury attorney for free at 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracote and Cerakote areas. Family owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting and long range precision firearms. Also suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now 720-340-2496 or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for being with us today. We're going to go phones now and talk to our good friends over at Green Mountain Guns in Lakewood, 3355 South Yarrow Street, uh, just over there this morning. And, uh, hey, I know guns are hard to find, ammo is hard to find, but this is a store you need to get into. And uh, they're always getting in new things every day. And so glad to have Jake Salthouse with us, manager over there. Jake, how are you, sir? Doing well, Scott. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And, man, I tell you what, it has been a crazy number of months here for the firearm industry as a whole, hasn't it? Well, it's been it's honestly been a, a, a crazy year almost. We're, we're probably pushing into two now, so mm-hmm. it's just been insane, yeah. Absolutely. All right, we're going to talk about a few things at Green Mountain Guns, and again, their address is 3355 South Yarrow Street. Uh, get by there and see them, and if you do, be sure and mention you heard them here on Sportsman of Colorado. But we're going to kick it off with something that uh, uh, was very popular with you guys, and that's consignment sales, and so basically anyone can – bringing a firearm to you and um, you guys will sit down and figure out the best price to put on that for the customer and um, sell it for them and uh, so let's kind of walk through the process and now we've kind of added a a second option to that for the client so take a minute and just kind of tell us how that consignment sale works okay so typically uh, what you do if you have a gun that you are looking to get rid of uh, you can bring it in and Put it on consignment with us for a 15% commission that we take 15%, you get 85. But we cut you a check for the difference within 10 days after the date that that gun sells, right? So 
Now we are offering that you can get a gift card for store credit, uh, and we'll only take 10%. You get 90 Okay. Well, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> and what people have to realize, and you guys, you know, I've been there multiple times when you're working with a customer. Um, you, let's just be honest with you. You want to sell that farm for as much as you can, because let's face it, you make more. But also, you want it to sell. And you don't want to sit there for a number of months just because it's simply priced, you know, 150 bucks too high. So you guys kind of help the customers walk through that process and kind of what's going to bring them the most, how to sell it the quickest as well, right? Right, right. So we we do uh, put, you know, both the, the Blue Book of Gun Values and, and, you know, Gun Broker Arms List, all those, we will research those sites and see where they're uh, – where their their gun is actually moving and selling because you know it may book for a thousand dollars, but in, at the end of the day, if they're selling for seven fifty online, that's where, that's where you want to start it or be a, or right around that that number, you know, and vice versa. If it says it's seven fifty in the book and they're selling for a thousand, let's start it there, mm-hmm. you know. Well, you said it right too. You said you know you look at them and see what's moving at that price because I th- we've all heard you know. Oh, I saw one listed for this or list for this, but are they selling for that? So that's a, that's a key right. word that you brought out there. What are they selling for? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And we 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 use those resources to to find that that you know perfect price to put them out. And you know the the way we do it here, our policy is when you when you bring that gun in, whatever you put on it to to put it out, it sits there at least for two weeks at that price and gives it a chance to sell there before we'll take offers from customers on it. You know, say if you had a $500 gun in here and someone, uh, you know, was was wanting to make an offer on it for, let's say, 400 or 450 even, you know, we won't make that call until that gun's been sitting there for two weeks. Gotcha. All right. Once again, we're talking with Jake Salthouse. He's a store manager over at Green Mountain Guns, located at 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. All right, uh, briefly as well, and uh, you can contact the store for this, but uh, you do offer CCW classes there. Yes, we do. Um, So typically we do those on Friday nights, but if you have a group of four or more that want to do a private class, we can do that any day, any time for you. Okay, that sounds great. And all you got to do is get in touch with the store there uh, for that. And uh, you can call there and ask for Jake, and I'll give you the number here before we get out of this interview today. All right, uh, something else, and we pushed this several times, uh, but just want to make people aware, and we'll probably be kicking this off oh, in the next month or so uh, so you can get with them and let them put your name on a list if you're interested. But we're calling it kind of the historical firearm collection but we kind of do this in a cool way. It's not just a collection to go look at. It's actually really cool guns that you can go and shoot fully auto. Yeah, yeah. This, so this is really exciting. I mean, you know, there's not many opportunities. A lot of these guns truly just don't even exist in the world anymore. You know, they were all used in, in different wars and, and saw a lot of use. And, and finding pristine ones in good condition to shoot that are safe to shoot is very rare and you know, Mike Mike Cook, the owner, has done a really good job of uh, curating and collecting uh, multiple, multiple eras of, of firearms, uh, not just historical, but modern as well. And the way we're doing it, Scott, is we're going to be doing it as a menu option. You can go down the list and say, I want to shoot that, I want to shoot this, or I just want to shoot these two, or I want to shoot everything, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of custom, custom make that trip for you where you're not only learning, you know, and, and renting that trigger time, you know, you're getting a chance to learn about the actual firearms, where they were used, uh, how they were used in each individual war and, and conflict. So, you know, there's a, a really good, great opportunity for you to do that. It, it, it makes for a great bachelor trip, uh, you know, bachelor party trip or, or something like that, you know, birthdays, uh, you know, these are just very unique guns. And whole lot of fun to shoot i know that um mike does a company shoot for the for all of our employees here once a year and and the guys just go nuts for it they love it absolutely the number over at green mountain guns by the way is 303-985-7240 so if you've got questions you can call there and ask for jake on any of these topics that we discuss and he will be glad to help you all right uh another thing and boy we've done well with this over the last couple of years on this show and that's the state sales and uh we'll clear that up real quick sometimes i think jake when people hear a state they say okay man 
it is at a minimum number of guns is it 50 or 100 and it's not i mean it can be two or three uh but if you do have 50 or 100 that's something you guys look at too so let's kind of uh explain how the consignment process works well so this the estate process and and the buying process in estates is you know, we, we come out to you, you can bring your guns into us, and, and we do essentially the same thing we would do on consignment and, and look and see what that gun would sell for, you know, what it would move for and how long realistically we're going to have it. And, you know, we give you the chance rather than having to deal with, uh, you know, consignment offers and having, you know, multiple guns on consignment at once that you have to say, okay, wait, which one are you offering on again, and, and where did it start, and so on and so forth, that we'll just completely buy everything outright then and there from you uh, and just say, okay, we'll, we'll take the risk. We will be the ones to put it out and market it and try and sell it and just give you one lump sum that you're good, one and done, out of here. And we don't just buy the, the, the guns of that estate you know, or, or uh person's collection we also buy all of their accessories any extra ammo that they have that's still sellable um, you know it's kind of a one-stop shop deal and right. you you come in we give you the fairest rate that that we can and you know get you out of here with a check that same day and you're done and over with don't have to worry about it anymore right and really i mean this, boy this has several benefits number one it's very safe for the client Okay, uh, you know they're they're dealing with a gun store and someone that they know is reputable that will do all the proper transfer and all. And then two, um, I mean they get cash in hand, you know. And um, I did want to bring this up because I mean you guys are extremely extremely fair, but you know people have to realize this is not a. a retail to retail kind of thing you i mean you may have a gun uh 30 minutes after you put it on the shelf after you bought it from a state sale and it may be there you know six seven eight months because some of these guns in some of these collections are very special and it takes a special buyer um to look for that correct yeah it does and and to market that gun and and you know uh we are putting the uh gunsmith to work when we have that too so you know we are having him go through a gun and guarantee that it works before it even hits our sales floor you know we do back all of our used guns 100 percent as as well as you know our new guns anything that we're selling you know we we put our name on it we're making sure that that gun's going out so there is an added cost there but also you know scott we are a business you know sure plain and simple and and Yes, you can probably make, you know, 15 to, to 20% more uh, putting it on consignment, but, you know, that is, again, you know, the, the headache of, of having to deal with offers and, and that sort of thing for some people is just not worth it. So, you know, we do have this option to buy outright at a little bit a little bit less percentage, but at the same time, you're able to walk out that same day with a check for everything you had, not just the guns, but the accessories and so on. Absolutely. All right, a couple other things we want to hit real quick. And, uh, man, when I was in there today, I got to look around. You, you, on your showroom floor, of course, you've got your cases, and there's guns in there, and some of these are going to hit what we're going to talk about now. But you've also just got a lot of, uh, I mean, I saw muzzle loaders, all shotguns, rifles, all on the floor that, um, that people can look at there as well. And, man, good prices. How many guns would you say that are, let's just use 500 bucks, are roughly under that $500 price on your floor? Well, so right now, we actually, it's funny you, you say that. I just went through and did kind of an inventory on, on uh, prices like that. And right now, we have over 75 guns in here that are under $500. Wow. Uh, so okay. that's that's not just muzzle loaders. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot. I have very few muzzle loaders at the moment, actually. But, you know, there's tons of really good shotguns, rifles, even pistols and revolvers that, that you can find in here for for well under that $500 mark. I actually counted up as well, and we've got about 40 of those, so about half of those guns that I had counted up were under $300. Wow, okay. A lot of really good deals in here, and we're seeing so much volume and so much activity in the the firearms uh, industry right now. You know, it is hard to to stay on top and order, you know, midweek I may be stocked full, but by the end of the week, we're we're cleaned back out. So we, we stay really good and up on that. But, but, you know, bringing those consignments in, that, that keeps it to where we've always got some kind of good deal in here. Right. All right. And last real quick, and uh, got to hit a hard break here in just a second. But uh, I saw you had some extra uh, 
accessories there. And so I was actually looking at some shotgun cases, rifle cases, and uh, you told me we could offer a little discount on those of 10% off until February 1st. They came in and mentioned Sportsman of Colorado. Yep. So for the rest of January, we're going to be doing 10% off on all of our used cases. Uh, that's both hard cases and soft cases. Uh, we will be doing 10% off on all of those. Uh, and then February, we'll have some deals going on as well, kind of in that same wheelhouse. All right. Jake Salthouse has been our guest. Again, he's the manager over at Green Mountain Guns. Get in there and see him. Let him know you heard about him here on the show. 3355 South Yarrow Street, 303-985-7240 is the number. And, Jake, as always, we appreciate your time, and I'm sure I will see you soon, sir. All right. Thank you, Scott. You have a good one. All right. That's Green Mountain Guns, 3355 South Yarrow Street in Lakewood. We'll be right back. The Outdoorsman's Attic is Colorado's very own outdoor gear consignment store. From live bait to goose decoys, from sleeping bags to Sitka gear, you'll find it all at the Outdoorsman's Attic. They offer a great selection of new and pre-owned hunting, fishing, and camping items, and you'll save 20 to 60% off retail. And if your firearm needs cleaning or some work, see Scott the Gunsmith at the Outdoorsman's Attic. And if you've got some gear you want to turn into cash, head over to the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton in Sheridan. Let them know you heard about them here on KLZ 560. We don't normally think about our garage door until it's too late. A spring breaks, and right when you're running late for that very important appointment, you jump in the car, push the remote, your door doesn't open. Don't let that happen. Call Marianne at Affordable Door Company today and schedule your garage door inspection. At Affordable Doors, they are able to offer same-day service in the Denver metro area as well as free estimates. With over 30 years of experience and with over 26,000 satisfied customers, you can be assured of a pleasant experience when you deal with Affordable Door Company. Call Marianne now at 303-680-8440. That's 303-680-8440. And to see a complete list of services, visit garagedoorproblems.com. Is your vision stopping you from enjoying your outdoor activities? Hi, this is Scott Watley for Stack Optical. Get by Stack Optical today and check out the Stack Sports Pack. One great frame where you can easily interchange the lenses to the tent you need for golf, bike riding, shooting, fishing, and yes, even driving. Stack Optical, family owned and operated. They're fully staffed and ready to help you with all of your optical needs. From eye exams, glasses, contacts, and yes, even repairs. And rest assured, Stack Optical has taken every precaution to ensure your safety and that you have a clean environment. 2233 South Monaco Parkway. 303-321-1578. Call them now. 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend Brady Wyatt. Brady is with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. He is the um, president, head honcho, chairman, whatever you want to call him, over our whole Denver chapter here uh, with the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. So, Brady, hey, thanks for being with us today. How are you, sir? Yes, thank you so much, Scott, and uh, what an honor it is to be invited onto your program again. And it's greatly, uh, greatly appreciated. Well, man, you said that just like I wrote it. Hey, <laughs> no, no, man, I appreciate it. But I tell you what, man, when you think this January, January a year ago, we were all at the International Sportsman's mm-hmm. Expo, and life was good. And and man, little did we know in just a short number of weeks, our lives would possibly change forever here, man. Yeah. It has been crazy. Yeah, it's definitely been a crazy, crazy year. Yep, that's that's the word for it. Yep, I would you know, have with with everything from sportsmen to to schools to you know small businesses to governmental functions. I mean, you name it across the board, everything has been impacted. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And along with everybody else, I mean, all the banquets and all the different things got canceled and moved, and just boy, it caused a um, a nightmare for us in that regard. But mm-hmm. I know Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation has been active, you know, doing some of the online 
uh, auctions and different things like that. But uh, I think it was very smart of, you know, you guys, too, to not try to plan something in March or April because chances are it might get canceled again. So, hey, we're trying to get ahead of it here, folks. So circle the date. We're going to give it to you. August the 28th is our date for the Denver chapter for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. So, man, looking forward to that already, Brady. But just kind of talk about a little bit of what, you know, the the year, uh, you know, and what it did mean to fundraising for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah, sure. We we uh, we just had a meeting with our regional director Alan Kirby, and he went over you know some of the impact that it had um, with with all of the banquets, most of the banquets being canceled, and you know the ability to fundraise for our mission, which is you know all about ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. You know, meaning getting the kids out and getting them involved and getting them outside and away from those uh, handheld devices that they're all attached to these days. So it had a it had a pretty significant impact, but we were able to shift a little bit and have some online auctions where gay folks kind of an outlet to uh, support us as well as you know a chance to get some good prizes, uh, mostly firearms. You know, we're looking at. Uh, for our for our chapter anyway, you know we get a lot of hunts that are donated, mm-hmm. and we're trying to see if some of the outfitters would be interested in in having kind of an online auction, you know, centered around hunts. Sure. Sometime in in February, uh, you know, before the draw deadline, and just um, seeing if we might be able to offer that because uh, we, you know. Once it was canceled last year in March, we try to push it out until the end of the summer. And obviously, COVID was still going strong then. And and uh, so we had to cancel that date. And uh, the Renaissance Denver Stapleton Hotel, where we, we've been having the last couple of years, they've been wonderful and, you know, working with us and uh, pushing things back. Um, so, you know, again trying to reschedule it for, for March uh, coming up here in a couple of months. That didn't look like it was going to be uh, feasible, so mm-hmm. we decided to push it all the way out to the end of end of the summer. So now we're, we're focused on August 28th, as you mentioned. So I'm hoping by then... Um, we'll be maskless. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping... <laughs> oh, man... Yeah, and through the through the worst of it, you know, with the the vaccine that's out now, and um, hopefully that'll that'll have a positive impact. Right. Um, but it's it's just it's just a little bit crazy. So, uh, you know, we're anticipating by then uh, people are going to be looking for something to do, and you know, again, those that know us and know the RMEF and our mission. Um, I know they're they're waiting to to be able to rejoin us as well. So, if folks can circle that date on on their calendars, August 28th, again at the Renaissance Denver Stapleton Hotel, we will be there again. All right, well, man, we're looking forward to it again. If you're just joining us, Brady White is with us, and um, he is the uh, chairman and our leader for our Denver chapter here for the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation banquet and. And, Brady, as we talk about this right now, what are some of the needs even now that uh, we could share with our listeners as far as, you know, hey, do we need some more people to, you know, come and be a part to volunteer and help us for this banquet? Or what are some of the needs right now? Yep, absolutely. So uh, thank you for bringing that up because we're always looking for volunteers, you know, and and not just the banquet. You know, that's a big part of what we do because that's where a large part of our fundraising comes from. But, you know, throughout the year, like in the summer, we have at least two uh, fence pull, barbed wire fence pull projects where we, we get a crew together, you know, 50, 60 people, and we go up to the Green Ranch up there at the um, Golden Gate Canyon State Park. Right. And for the day, you know, we'll pull old barbed wire that's been there for years and years that animals get hung up on, right? And, and it's, a, it's really uh, detrimental. For, for the wildlife in the area. So we have one there, and then we also have one in Granby, 
and that's more of a weekend camping kind of expedition. Okay. Uh, a lot of fun, uh, and we anticipate being able to have those. You know, it's going to be later on in the summer, and again, hopefully by then, most of this COVID stuff will be past us. May need to still do some, you know, some distance, uh, you know, planning that kind of thing, but. But hopefully we'll still be able to have those two projects. So we're always looking for anybody that wants to get their boots dirty and, uh, you know, hands, hands uh, you know, throwing in some gloves and pulling barbed wire. We can always use that. As well as, you know, we're starting to uh, get some dates on the calendar for planning for the next banquet. You know, mm-hmm. obviously we have a lot of stuff in place because, you know, we, we weren't able to have the last banquet. But these these banquets, you know, we have... One of the largest in the nation. Yeah, close to 500 people normally show up, and takes a lot of planning, a lot of a lot of hands on deck to to make it happen and make it a lot of fun for a lot of people. No, it's a great so, banquet, man. Yeah, w- would people want to reach out to me? I mean, they can go online. You know, we have a website. Uh, we maintain uh, uh, rmefdenver.org, or they can. Uh, they can email me, Brady, R-M-E-F, Denver, at gmail.com. And I'd love to get them on our, on our list and include them in any kind of planning activities that we may have. Sure. And you know what? For businesses out there, you know, we'll say, first of all, certainly thank you to all the ones that have been uh, very faithful to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and over the years given. And, but, you know, certainly we realize that um what 2020 was like for everyone but uh you know just put a word out there too if you're a business out there and hey you know there's a way you can make a a donation and maybe that's a gift certificate maybe that's a product uh, uh, just some services something like that that you offer um you know we would be very grateful for that as well and you can get in touch with me or brady about that as well if you would like to give something like that and and uh and then brady we give them a a tax uh a donation form i should say oh yeah absolutely yep yep and again as you mentioned we know this is a, a difficult year for a lot of folks so we we're certainly sensitive of that you know when when we uh when we solicit donations um one thing we're trying to start up this year is is with a group through a social um, uh, venue called Meetup, where we're trying to to recognize some of our donors, you know, that have been faithful and donated to us over the years, and and have uh, you know some kind of seminar that they may want to provide for what they do or the goods that they produce, or um, you know, give them some recognition and uh, just also have you know a fun couple of hours where where folks can learn something we we've been trying to get that up and running you know have a, a more of a um a in-person you know seminar but right again because of covid we're thinking of having you know trying it out online you know having one of these zoom meetings where uh we're you know the, the, the donor can impart some some neat information and showcase you know what they do and how they do it uh, so again, any businesses that are out there that want to to join me with that, it'd be most welcome and appreciated. And if you want to reach out to me again, my email is Brady B R A D Y R M E F Denver at gmail dot com. All right. Again, that's Brady R M E F Denver at gmail dot com. And um, the, reg- the website, if you want to get in touch with them as well, uh, maybe donations or, you know, maybe you want to volunteer, give some time, uh, you can go to rmefdenver.org for that. But, hey, circle the date now, August 28th. Again, a lot of the banquets usually are in the spring, and we're all usually jammed up jammed up with each other, and you don't know which one to go to on a certain Saturday. But hopefully this will be uh, far enough down the road where you can go ahead and make this one a priority, and it will be a great banquet and uh, man i'm looking forward to it brady looking forward to getting out again and having some kind of normalcy in our life that'll be good bud yes it will and (laughs) and, uh again scott we so appreciate you emceeing these banquets for us over the years and and uh, i know that the people that come to the banquets uh, appreciate that and you do you do a great job of you know helping inspire 
uh, folks to you know step up and and get that wallet off their hip right <laughs> yeah well thank you. it's it's fun man it's a privilege to do it and uh you know when you got a bunch of, of great people and when you know people don't get to see behind the scenes a lot of all the meetings and all the planning i mean these things just don't we just don't haul a bunch of gear there uh that morning and open the doors and everything happens i mean it takes a mm-hmm. lot and many hours and many hours of planning sure and does. meetings and yeah. and a lot of people giving of their time and giving up weekends, giving up nights to to do the planning and all this. So now when you got a, a good team like we've got, man, it is it's great to be um, you know a part of it and uh, and to be of help there. So man, we appreciate all Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation does too. And you know what? Hey, real quick note: if you're not a member, please, please, please do that. Hey, every bit helps. And um, I think this was more of a political move with the uh, NRA, but they just filed bankruptcy. I don't know if you saw that, Brady. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, yeah, move, a move to get them down to Texas and get them out of New York and all right. that. But uh, yeah. but still, I mean, hey, there's a lot of expenses in this. And for what you guys do to help us, um, hey, everybody. What it, Brady, I even forgot what it is. Is it 35 bucks a, a year? $35, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, we can all do that. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that is a great deal to become a member of the Rocky Mountain Oak Foundation. You get some cool stuff along with the membership. And, uh, yeah, that's that'd be a good thing as well. But yeah. circle the date, August 28th. It's at the Renaissance Denver Stapleton Hotel. And uh, we will certainly be getting Brady and uh, a few other folks on uh, leading up to that as well. So, Brady, hey, man, thanks for being with us today. And glad you and your family are well. And we will look forward to our paths crossing here real soon, sir. Absolutely, Scott. You take care, sir. All right. That's Brady White again. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation here, our Denver chapter. And Brady's email once again, Brady, R-M-E-F, Denver, at gmail.com. We want to thank all of our guests today, but mostly thank you for joining us for Sportsman of Colorado. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.